0: This is Last Drinks
1: Podcast, a new conversation about how to navigate an awesome life without alcohol, reframing the cultural norms around alcohol in our lives, and hosted by me, Maz Compton, sober since 2015. Hey friends, welcome to Last Drinks. Before I get into this episode, which is alcohol is bad for you, fact, because there's some really interesting research that has been published. And, oh man, I love nerding out on research Mm. studies and reading medical journals in my spare time. It's, yeah, I am a super nerd. I know. I can hear you thinking it to yourself. Before I get into that, there's some really, really cool news, I suppose, about alcohol and how terrible it is for you, which is good if you're on that sober journey or if you're sober curious. Before I get to that, I've just had this beautiful message about the sobriety is self-care episode. It was episode 11. If you want to go back and have a listen, you should definitely do that. And so I just wanted to read it to you. It says, hello, dear one. I've had some further musings on your self-care notion. It's not just the not drinking that is the self-care. It is what the not drinking enables you to do. I don't need to do the big time out self-care as much now that I'm sober Because I'm doing the daily self-care consistently and on the regular. I'm so much more consistent at my workouts and yoga. I'm consistent with my food and making good eating choices. I'm consistent with my sleep and it's not disrupted by the effects of alcohol. I can listen to my body more easily and know when it needs a break. I don't push through and have a glass of wine to get me through the event or day or whatever. People think that you are losing something when you give up alcohol, but actually, you gain so much. It's really just the gift that keeps on giving all the feels. And I love that so much because it is so true, echoing what I was saying that the best form of self-care that you could ever muster up is go sober. Live your life without alcohol and you're already doing the self-care bit. Okay, let's nerd out. Let's get stuck into this research. This is an episode that I am so excited to get stuck into, and it's because it's like the news that I always thought was the truth that has never been reported, but now it is being reported, and now I know that I was spot on. Let me whip through some of the headlines that have popped up over the last few weeks around alcohol consumption. Body and Soul have two articles on their health news website at the moment. New alcohol brain link that will make you rethink your midweek tipple. New study suggests no one under 40 drinks alcohol. And then if we whip over to The Guardian, alcohol is never good for people under 40. Global study finds Reach it. Amen. So let's get stuck into this global study. There's actually the results of a few studies that I want to unpack in this episode. And this really is just mining through the research findings from these global studies about alcohol consumption and letting you guys know that the word is out there now that alcohol consumption is no good. It is not good for human consumption, especially for those under 40. So I think it's fair to say most people would, even if they're in denial about it, I think deep down they would know that alcohol carries significant health risks and there are zero benefits. Um, But now we can categorically say this is true, and this conclusion comes from the authors of the Global Burden of Diseases Study, Now, this is a project based out of the University of Washington in Seattle, and they produce the most comprehensive data on the causes of illnesses and deaths in the world, of which alcohol is a major contributor. So four years ago, this study said that even the occasional a drink was harmful to health, and governments started to advise people that abstaining early and entirely from alcohol is going to be better for you. This was four years ago. Um, But now there's this new analysis of the global data and the experts behind this study have reached these newer conclusions that are saying young people face higher health risks from alcohol consumption. And I mean, I could just stop there because that's probably enough. It's like four years ago, we said, hey, this thing that People are consuming that we sell in bottle shops and at bars. This substance that we bottle and market and spend so much money developing and selling to people, this product is harmful for humans. I could leave it at that. Four years ago, we said it. We're saying it again now. The new data says even more so with more conclusive data. Here is the quote. The senior author of this study, Dr. Emanuela Gakaito, Professor of Health Metrics Scientists at the University of Washington School of Medicine, has said, and I quote, our message is simple, young people should not drink. <laughs> and she goes on to say, while it may be not realistic to think young adults will abstain from drinking, we do think it's important to communicate the latest evidence so that everyone can make informed decisions about their health. This is the thing that I love. Let's communicate the evidence. This isn't a hunch. This isn't just like, oh, you know, like I quit drinking eight years ago and I feel fantastic. And so everyone should quit drinking, even though that's true. I did quit drinking nearly eight years ago. I do feel fantastic. And I think the people shouldn't drink, but this is like concrete evidence. This is scientifically based. They've done studies, there is data, they've presented research results, and there is no shying away from this conclusion. The researchers have said they've published the study and they have found that those who drink alcohol are provided with zero health benefits. So this global study, it covers a fair bit of detail. Um, According to the analysis of drinking habits, the study was conducted in 204 countries and it states that a total of 1.34 billion people are estimated to have consumed harmful amounts of alcohol. And it also found that 59% of those who drank harmful amounts were aged between 15 to 39 years old. And alcohol provided no benefit but posed risks to people who consumed amounts of alcohol. So using this information, um, this is what I think they've done that it is pretty clever as well. They, the researchers were able to estimate how much alcohol a person can drink before it takes on like excessive risk to their health compared with somebody who doesn't drink any alcohol. And so they found that the level of alcohol that could be consumed without increasing like major, major health risks over a lifetime, they've deemed it to be less than a standard drink. And a standard drink is actually probably not how full I used to fill my glass of wine. When I used to fill my glass of wine in the height of my alcohol dependence, it was probably two and a bit standard drink. So I'm talking like a standard drink and not even. So they basically have come to the conclusion that it's zero. It's no drinks. It's zero amount of alcohol is the best amount of alcohol for anyone aged 40 or below. Just to clarify The recommended alcohol intake for adults under 40 is none. Let's move on to a separate research piece that was published in a UK medical journal um, quite recently, and it found that the consumption of seven or more units of alcohol a week, so that's a drink a day, so one glass of wine, for example, a day, or one beer a day, is associated with higher iron levels in the brain. And you're probably like, okay, big deal, whatever, but iron in the brain has been linked to Alzheimer's and Parkinson's diseases, and it's a potential mechanism for alcohol-related cognitive decline. So Dr. Richard Piper, who's the chief executive of Alcohol Change UK, said, and I quote, the emerging science on alcohol over hundreds of studies over the past 20 years is telling us very clearly that alcohol is very damaging to the human body in multiple ways. If you care about your health, by far the best approach is not to drink at all. This is coming from the chief executive and the message, in my opinion, could not be any clearer. Do not drink alcohol. And so here is, I guess, the conundrum. We have this information. We see these research studies being published in peer-reviewed medical journals. It's factual. It's data. It's scientific. It's evidence. It's real. And so the facts are alcohol in any amount for a human is not good. Alcohol is deemed unfit for human consumption. The conundrum is why the hell are we allowed to bottle it and sell it? Why are there somehow these undertones of, well, this is the worst news in the world. And, oh, well, this is going to ruin your day finding out this news. It's like, isn't this good news? Surely this is good news. We've stumbled upon some information that's really critical to safeguarding our health. We have found evidence that suggests that alcohol is unfit for human consumption. And now that we know that information, that is good because it means anyone consuming alcohol is not doing the best thing for their body and their health. It's so black and white to me and I'm so frustrated at this constant spin in the media of like, oh, wow, what a bummer. No matter how uncomfortable quitting drinking will be, if any amount of alcohol is going to lead to health problems or brain decline, cognitive decline, surely it's like a really simple decision where you go, I'm just not going to do that behavior now because I know better. Like Maya Angelou said, when we know better, we do better. And now you guys know better. And I feel like the audience for this podcast are people who are already on the journey of reframing their relationship with alcohol, trying to work out how to exist in this culture that we have and in this society that we have without alcohol? How do we find a place at the bar without a drink in our hand? And what I'm saying is as uncomfortable as those moments might be for you, if you are not drinking alcohol, you are doing yourself a great service. And so please Take all of this information and use it as like your shield out there in society and at those events when people are questioning your choice and you come up against some backlash or when somebody inconsiderately says like, well, call me when you're going to be fun again, for example, you can use this as ammunition to say, hey, you know what, like I'm actually making a choice for my health and my future I'm not going to put this substance in my body that we now know, according to scientific evidence, is detrimental to my health and will affect my cognitive function in the future. Those are such powerful words. And this is such an excellent foundation for you to lay down as one of the many reasons why you don't want to drink alcohol. Yes, it's a reframe. Yes, I'm reconsidering my relationship, but also I'm choosing health. I'm choosing to look after my brain health because I want to live a long and healthy life. Alcohol is not good for you. Full stop. So that's just a great reason to not drink alcohol. And it's a really valid reason when you do explain to people why you've decided to not drink. It's so valid. This is the stuff I've been hanging out for because this is what we did with smoking, 20 odd years ago when people thought that smoking was cool and socially acceptable and we did it in bars and clubs and out on the street. And it has slowly just become this taboo thing where most people, I think, are like smoking, ew, gross, unless you are a smoker and you're just in the dark about all of the terrible things smoking can do for your health. Alcohol, as it turns out, is the same thing. It's a substance. We stick it in bottles, we put it in shops and we let people buy it, but there's no warning labels to say, this is going to increase your chance of cancer. This is going to mess with your cognitive function later in life, or this is going to increase your risk of outrageous, dangerous behavior. This substance contributes to more deaths on this planet than any other substance. There's no communication about this information that I have and I think that that is the next step. We need to somehow get that on the agenda that the alcohol industry is the next industry that's going to have to come into alignment, especially knowing now that bottle shops are selling poison. The evidence is right in front of me. It's in peer-reviewed medical journals. Drinking alcohol could permanently damage your brain. There needs to be more communication about this. I know this is like really intense. The language that I'm using is full on, but it is because this is so important. I feel like this is such a big turning point in finding out what alcohol really does to us. We are finding out through this research and none of it is good. So use this as your ammunition when you're in those places that have alcohol all around you and you're choosing your sobriety you're also choosing your health you're also choosing to look after your brain and you're also choosing your future and they are great choices so take this information with you and it's a good reminder if you you know are having a moment a low moment where you think i've been sober for a bit but i'm tempted come and listen to this episode of the podcast and i'm pretty sure you'll be turned right off having that drink of alcohol if you've stumbled across any interesting headlines that you want to share about these studies, please send them through. You can tag us, we're at lastdrinks on Instagram or send through a DM. Take care and I will catch you next episode. Thanks for listening to Last Drinks Podcast. If you love this podcast, then subscribe. For more inspiration and to reach out, you can follow us on Instagram at lastdrinkspod.